Okay, we are live again. Welcome to the podcast if this is your first time. Thank you very much for tuning in. I just got off the call with my coach and I think I'm actually going to be doing coaching calls into these podcasts because I bring just an absolute and extraordinary amount of value. Um, to be honest, for me is that I would say this is probably going to be one of the most important podcasts that you're going to be listening to. I don't want to be saying that, but I'm going to be saying it. The first thing is, is that we were talking about the last two years, okay? Before I get into the one, two, three, four, five, at least five, I have two other bullet points just in case. But we were talking about 2020 and 2021, and what I talked about with him is that, you know, I look at, at life a little bit different, okay? That means that I, I, don't, I look at this as, like, this is the game, okay? This, this isn't like a let's try it out kind of thing. I don't look at this as a test drive. I, I look at, the, the, like, most people are going through life just saying, oh, I'm going to have another opportunity at things. And I would say about 26, 27, I started to flip that upside down and be like, no, dude, this is the real thing. Like, you got to get your shit together. You got to make sure that everything is on point, whether that's health, whether that's love, that's relationships, that's money, that's wealth, that's saving, that's your mindset, whatever the case is, is that you literally don't have another shot at this, okay? A lot of people, you know, I heard this metaphor back in the day is that it's a rental, like this is a rental body. And if you fuel it correctly, you're gonna be able to be doing a lot better than someone that doesn't fuel it correctly. So for me, the way that I was actually talking about it was, hey, listen, two years is a long time, especially in my prime. This is my prime. Whether you're 25, or 55, that's your prime. Because once you start getting above that or below that, you're either not ready or you're seasoned. And you really need to be seasoned. You can't really start at 55. Like, yes, you can. You can be like uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders, or Ray Kroc, who started, I think, at like 53, 54, starting McDonald's at 53, 54. But he was also experiencing the life of going door to door with a milkmaid machine for decades and getting told no and everything else. So for me is, I looked at it and I said, that's two years. And he goes, why are you even bringing this up? I go, what do you mean? He goes, you're bringing up 2020. And I'm like, yeah, well, it was two years and I didn't want to recreate those two years. So that's why I'm bringing it up. And he goes, you're friends or not friends with, but you're familiar with Tony Robbins. Yes, I'm familiar with Tony Robbins. He goes, okay, fantastic. Let me tell you something. You're focusing on the past. Guess what happens? I'm actually putting energy towards that. In other words, wherever your focus goes, energy flows. Okay. Ironically enough is it's also the opposite. Wherever you put energy, so does your focus. And he goes, I'm actually going to take you a step deeper and say that your present is the exact same way. In other words, if you're focusing on the present, you're essentially having the exact results. And that's what you're focusing on is the present is that you're not able to create new results because you're actually, all you're doing is focusing on the present or all you're doing is focusing on the past. And guess what happens? You recreate the exact same results every single time. That was like a put on the t-shirt kind of moment is that if you don't have a compelling future, this is, this is a long winded way to the beginning part of this of goals and the five things that I have written down is that if you don't have a compelling future, you're not gonna, and by the way, here it is. I'll take you a step further. He said, you had a compelling future in 2020 and 2021. You just didn't believe in it. You didn't believe in your compelling future. And I thought about it and I said, holy shit, you're right. 
I, I had one, but I didn't believe in it. And those are two very totally different things. So I took it a step, he took it a step further and he said, okay, so instead of focusing on the present, instead of focusing on the past, let's focus on the future and you have to believe in that. He brought up his vision board, which actually I'm gonna do one. I have about a page of notes. And I thought about it and I said, there's three areas that I'm really focusing on. So I'll tell you mine and I'll tell you the five things that really need to be going through your head. The number one thing that you have to be focused on is what do I want, okay? The podcast I was listening to today really spelled it out is everyone is being told what they want. Everyone is being told what they should like. Everyone is being told their opinions and thoughts and principles and actions and morals and ethics and values. They're being told that. They're not an actual individual. They're not actually original. They're not actually unique in what they believe. They're just being social media, the trend, the cool thing. This is what we do. This is what we should not do. Things like that. And no one who does that is actually being true to themselves. And I would actually argue they are vastly unhappy because they're not being true to themselves. So the first thing is you have to be okay with being disliked. You have to be okay with somebody saying, I don't like what you're doing. I had a friend of mine within the last say three weeks that put up a, a, a public Instagram post that's still up there about kind of trashing me. I can't believe you're going for success and things like that. But what he doesn't know is that to me, success is actually freedom. Okay, the freedom to do what I want, the freedom to be upgraded to first class without even thinking about it, the, the, the freedom to get a nicer car when I'm renting a car in a place that I'm going to be racing at, the, the freedom to be able to bring my mom on trips with me to um, triathlons. That takes money. Okay, the, the, this whole notion that money doesn't drive the economy or that money is not going to buy you happiness. Yeah, if you focus on that, number one, but number two, look at the vehicle. Money is the vehicle to bring you happier life or better life or higher quality life. So the compelling future is vital. And within that, there's really three major areas that I look at is the first is your energy. You have to have the energy. That is the pinnacle. I always put health or I always put energy as the pinnacle. That's the base in which everything is formed above that. So the first is your energy. You have to get that dialed in. Nothing else matters. If you're tired, you're groggy, you're not clear headed, you're waking up hungover, you're waking up and your joints hurt, your back hurt, you can't actually move, you get winded walking upstairs, whatever the case is, is the first thing is your energy. You have to get that dialed in. None of this matters because all the things I'm gonna be talking about takes an exorbitant amount of consistent, re reusable and sustainable energy, okay? That's why for me, my focus is a five hour eating window and then I fast. It's not really fasting, it's what we did forever. You know, the book that I'm reading right now is that people don't actually feel, most people in America, we have the opposite where people are overly eating or, or eating too much and food is too abundant and bad food is too abundant. So the first point kind of coincides that, which is you're gonna piss some people off and be okay with that. And ironically enough is that you have to lean into it. You must lean into this, you must lean into who you are. It's pretty clear who I am, okay? I live in New York City, personal development is not cool. I live in New York City, triathlons are not cool. Yeah, real estate is, but to be honest, it's very cutthroat. So out of the three things that I really like, which is personal development, triathlons, and real estate, that's who I am. That's what I post about. That's, that's, that's what you're gonna get. 
I'm not going to be talking about the latest movie or TV show or music or trend or hashtag or political thing or I don't care because that's not my environment. And to be honest, it doesn't make me happy. It actually takes away energy. So the first thing is you have to find out what actually gives you energy and what takes away energy. And it's not the, the energy where you feel, I feel good. Okay, that's hedonistic. In other words, I had this ice cream, I feel good. I just watched the movie, I feel good. Because there's no effort. That's, that's passive, unsustainable feeling good. Okay, the, the better word instead of happiness is I feel content. I feel content. That's the best way to do it, is that I feel content with going to the gym. During that time, it sucks. This morning, I had an hour and a half on my bike and then a 20-minute run. Tonight, I have a 45-minute um, swim into a 40-minute run. And the reason being is that yesterday, I wasn't able to work out because I was tired, so I prioritized sleep and I moved that workout to tonight. I still worked out in the morning. Is that going to suck? Yes. But you know what? I'm doing it because I'm making my muscle stronger. It's making my willpower stronger. It's telling my emotions that you're not in charge, that I'm in charge, okay? Happiness hypothesis is 100% true. You have this little person up top that's driving this gigantic elephant, which is your emotions, okay? And logic never wins, okay? I'm going to do it tomorrow. No, you're not. Do it right now. So the first bullet point is there is an epidemic of too many nice people and there is an epidemic of cowardice. There is an epidemic of cowardice. Everyone's afraid. Everyone's afraid. They're afraid of having a different opinion. They're afraid of putting out who they actually are. They're afraid to, you know, piss somebody off. They're afraid of saying the wrong thing. They're afraid of posting the wrong thing. They're afraid of having their own opinion. They're afraid, they're afraid, they're afraid, they're afraid. They're afraid of making sales calls, approaching that pretty girl, asking that guy out. What kind of life is that? You're not living the life true to yourself. So the first thing is when it comes to goals is you are not meant to be liked by everyone. Let me say that again. You are not meant to be liked by everyone. There's 8 billion people on this little brick or this little rock that's flying extraordinary fast through space, being dragged by the sun, and you're worried about somebody who commented or DM'd you or potentially might DM or comment? Yes, if you're being outlandish on purpose, it's a little bit different. But by you coming out and saying, hey, listen, I love personal development. This is a great thing about personal development. Fasting's great or getting on the treadmill or running, or we need to prioritize health. We need to prioritize saving money instead of spending money. You gotta go out on the limb. You gotta, you gotta have your own personality. That's number one. Number two, this is inside. What you believe on the inside radiates on the outside, okay? What you believe on the inside radiates on the outside, okay? I can tell within 60 seconds of meeting someone at an appointment, exactly who they are, almost 90% accuracy. And the reason being is that if they are not excited to, to meet a new person who's potentially gonna show them an apartment that they might buy, what are they gonna be on a date? What are they gonna be on a job interview? What are they gonna be going throughout life? They're not gonna be excited. Because if you're not excited to potentially buy an apartment and you're meeting the person that's introducing you to the apartment, in other words, me, you're not going to be excited overall. Your, your, your enthusiasm is at a zero, okay? 
That's the easiest way to put it. Is that your energy or your enthusiasm or anything else? Yes, if something happened, people always make an excuse. Well, what if something happened? Yeah, you know what? A lot of shit happens to a lot of people. You put it on for half an hour, you see the apartment, you get excited. This is something that I was down in Florida and my mom said, you know, you have this gift. You have this gift. And I thought about it and I said, like, what, what is she talking about? What, what kind of gift is she talking about? And, and this, this gift that people like you and things like that. Okay, if, I, if, if my 25-year-old self, if my 18-year-old self, if my 15-year-old self stood in front of you right now, it would be nowhere near where I am. In other words, as Tony Robbins says in, in his documentary, is that he created this person. He, he, he is the one who essentially just brought to the surface this person who is a master communicator. He is. And that's what he said. He, he goes, he's from Mizzou, I don't know where the hell he's from, some, some flyover state, and nothing to the flyover states. But essentially what he was saying is that he built who he is. He created who he is. We're, we're a David, you know. We're a block of marble. And when, when, when was David done by Michelangelo? Like, when, when was it complete? You know, how did he know this block of marble would turn into this masterpiece that he built or that he chiseled known as David? Okay? You got to really think about that for a second. Is you're that block of marble. You got to chip away to get to the David. All right? Number three, to attract attractive people, you must be attractive. Okay, and I don't mean physically attractive. Yes, that helps, but I mean attractive in your personality. To attract attractive people, you must be attractive. To attract skillful people, you must be skillful. You attract who you are. I don't give a shit. People, pe- people talk about this all the time on, on, on TikTok. I just joined, and some people are like, I want this. I want this in a spouse, in a partner. I can't believe my husband. I can't believe my wife is like this or not like this. Or where are all the good men? Where are there no good girls? And things like that. And I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the person. Who wants to date you? No one wants to date you. You're this person like rolling around complaining about where, wherever you focus on, energy goes. I'm never going to put out a TikTok that goes viral and say, there's no good girls out there. Listen, you're not attracting them. There's plenty of good girls and there's plenty of good guys. You're just not attracting them, okay? And also, the other side is also accurate is, does that person, which nobody asks, does that person want to date you? Does that person want to date you? It's the easiest way to to get past that argument is that, yeah, you have standards, so does the other person. So the higher your standards are, the higher their standards are. And at that point, you have competition of people that have very high standards. People with very high standards don't make TikToks complaining about the dating atmosphere, okay? That's a very low standard video, okay? I don't, I don't know any of my friends that would get on TikTok and make a video like that. Those are only for people that are chasing clout, attention, they wanna complain, they wanna vent, all those things, that's good. I'm not saying not have at it, but every action has a consequence. Continuing on, your success, this is one of the most important things, that it's really hard when it's happening, it's really hard in the moment to say, I'm fine with that, I'm okay with that. But listen to this, your success 
is a series of well-managed breakdowns. Your success is a series of well-managed breakdowns. Just think about that for a second. All of the troubles, I'll give you one. You know, everyone already knows, father passed away 2019, uh, pre-COVID, and at the time, it sucked. You know, I cried a lot during the, the service at the church, but when I actually looked at it and I go, the Irish celebrate life at death because they were here. They were still uh, a spiritual being, which I believe, having a human experience. He, he raised, you know, three children, beautiful wife, marriage, which is my mom. And you think about it and you go, during that time, it sucked. But then guess what came? COVID for two years. I don't think I would have saw him because of his elderly age, because of his fragility, of his immune system. And I thought about it and I go, wow. And what if he died during that? We wouldn't have been able to see him. I was watching videos of people that weren't even able to attend funerals or, or services. You know, what about, what about for my mom? You know? And I thought about it and I go, at that service, beautiful people came through the woodworks to this. And we, we really, as a family, lamented about this, is that during that time, it sucked a lot, okay? But then you look at it and you go, wow, that was actually a beautiful moment, is that you have to manage these breakdowns, okay? Do you change the tire or do you complain that you just broke down? Do you start pumping the car up to fix the flat tire or do you complain, I can't believe I have to pump up the car to then change the flat tire. And by the way, when you get to the destination, do you talk about, I'm so glad I had a, a uh, spare tire for my car? Or do you talk about, I can't believe I got a flat tire? See that? One is the past, one is a compelling future. That's literally the beginning, what I just talked about. You either have a compelling future, or you talk about, this is where I wanna go, those are the results you're going to get if you visualize it, okay? Or you could talk about, I can't believe I have a flat tire. And that flat tire, by the way, is for me, I can't believe I graduated late. I can't believe it was embarrassing for my family that it took me two extra semesters, almost two and a half extra semesters to graduate. I can't believe that I was working at, you know, uh, you know as a waiter for decent amount of time after I graduated when I had all these big goals and everything else. I couldn't afford to go into New York City when all my friends were getting jobs and everything else. I can't believe that, you know, I went through all these relationships and everything else. Or I could say that at least I was working, at least I was making money. I can't believe I had all these relationships. At least I now know what I want in a spouse. At least I know the list of things that I don't want to go after. Too many people talk about, I keep on I keep on attracting this guy. That, that's not the guy. The guys are out there. You're the one that's attracting it and saying yes. I attract a lot of girls. I, I had attracted a girl that she has an OnlyFans account. I looked at it and I said, that's not the type of girl that I want to get into a relationship with. Okay, It's not against the girl, but it's not the type of person that I want to be getting into a relationship. So I just said, no, that's my standard. Okay. You gotta have standards, okay? You gotta have principles, you gotta have morals and ethics, okay? Last thing I'll talk about, I'll get to any questions. If you have any questions, what's going on, Adam, Luther, how we doing? Last thing I'll talk about is 
Your time is the only thing you have. Your attention, your focus, your only resource that you actually have right now is your time. Okay, right now you're spending it with me to get value, hopefully. You're getting value from what I'm talking about. Okay, that's number one. You have to literally, you have to be an accountant for your time. You have to be a CFO, which is, a CFO looks at the financials and they say, here are the financials of the company, okay? An accountant does the financials, but a CFO looks at the financials and says, what do we need to do? Where do we take money away from what's not working? Where do we put money towards what is working? That's a good CFO. A CFO makes recommendations based on financials, okay? That is vital to a company's success. You know what's also vital to your success? is taking inventory of where you spend time. Apple, thank God, now tracks where do you spend your time. Every single Sunday, it tells me how many times I picked up my phone, shows me where I put my attention, the top apps, and how much time, the percentage, the total time that my phone was open. I look through that and I go, that is a waste of resources right there. That app or that time or those, this is the best way to do it. You take inventory, you understand where you're putting your attention, what apps, how long, by the way, that's number one. Number two is then you say, if I take that two hours, and that's say per, hour, per day, two hours per day, 14 hours per week, times four, that's 40, 56, I think. 56 per month, that's over two days. That's over two days that you're spending per month, per year, 12 times, that's almost a month. Two days times 12 months, 24. That's crazy. 24 days. That's how much time you're spending if you do two hours a day. If that doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know what will. You have to look at your life viciously and start cutting people out. You can't reach a goal when there's weights being dragged, okay? You, 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 you can't leave the port if you're still tied up to the dock, okay? For me, as I, I, as I, exited, the co or as I exited my coaching call, I told it, I said, I need to upgrade my friend group Two types, I already know where I'm gonna get them from. Number one is on Saturdays, there's a biking area that everyone bikes to out of New York City, and, and they congregate at this place called The Market. And The Market is in New Jersey, it's off 9W. It doesn't matter, except the fact that every single Saturday, you got people that are waking up, that are biking to The Market. That says a lot, let's just break it down. They're probably not drinking on Friday because they gotta wake up early and bike at least 30 miles outside the city, 25 miles outside the city. So they're not drinking Friday. That means they're disciplined. That also means they're in shape. That also means that they hold themselves to goals. That also means that they're probably gonna be more excited and enthusiastic because dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin is running through their veins because they just biked 24, hour, or 24 miles. And guess what they have to do? Bike back. That's another 20. So you're essentially, my buddy thought of this, he didn't think of this, but he, he brought it up one time and he goes, we are self-selecting ourselves into that group. 
We are self-selecting ourselves into that group. That's powerful. That's powerful. If you don't self-select, you're being chosen for groups. You're being chosen for Friday night, getting shit-faced, and waking up hungover and eating like crap and skipping the gym and not going to the marketplace outside the city. You're self-selecting yourself into groups. But what are those groups? So the first one that I have to look for a good friend group is this, which is exercise. Revolving your life around exercise, those are the people I wanna be around. Number two is work. I don't like talking about weather. I don't like talking about politics and masks and COVID and I can't believe this party did this. Let's complain about it for half an hour. Like what, like I wanna talk about deep things. You know, talk about, you know, where we came from. Where are you going? What are your goals? Those are the things that I wanna be talking about. Those are the exciting things. Those are the conversations that I feel energized when I leave. The showing appointments or the owners that I work with and the ones that I love working with are the ones that I leave and I don't feel drained. The ones where you feel drained are the ones where you're putting in so much effort. It has to be a volley. You throw out something fun, you get it back. You throw, I get asked, I'll leave you with this, I get asked all the time to go out to lunch. What value are a lot of these people bringing me? To be honest, not anything. All the time I get asked, hey dude, let's grab lunch. Like what, why are we gonna grab lunch? Like, we're just gonna talk about things. You might pitch me on an idea, you might ask for business. I don't wanna go on that lunch. That drains me, okay? You have to be vicious, people. You can't just walk around and just spread your attention like Oprah does, like you get attention, you get attention, you get my focus, you get my energy. What about for yourself? So start asking your questions below. Um, I'm gonna be popping out. We're gonna be going live on Friday for a book review as well. It might be about procrastination or winning. I'm gonna bring those back. I'm also upgrading my personal website, which is good, hopefully. I also started posting a lot on BPI Life, which is gonna be kind of the curation of a lot of the places that I see on YouTube or anywhere else and curating it to personal development. It's gonna be like the barstool sports of personal development. That's the best way to put it. Also doing triathlons. I gotta be honest, is once you actually, hopefully the audio is still good, once you start going down the path of eliminating things without replacing it, just eliminating it, you'll notice immediately how much time you spent on that. I'll give you an example. In the morning, I would usually go on and look at my email, then look at, because I have two emails, look at two emails, then go on Instagram, then, then go on Hinge, then go on YouTube. By the time I'm, I'm out of bed, it's, I'm 45 minutes past when I woke up. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense to do that. Why, like, why, why am I doing that? The reason being, as this podcast this morning said, is that we're not able to actually sit in silence anymore. We, we have this uncomfortableness with silence. I talked about it on a previous podcast, is th this, this guy was sitting down looking at the ceiling after work one time and his wife came in and she said, is everything all right? 
because we're so ingrained and we're so used to shit coming at us that stimulate us, whether it's a TV, it's something that's emotional, something that we're really going for. And, and listen, the reason I don't cover politics, and to be honest, I don't even like when Patrick Bet David, which I follow, talks about it, is because there's really nothing you could do besides become the person that influences people locally, okay? That is powerful. Become a really good father. Become a really good mother. Become a very good manager, an incredible teacher. And that influence is way deeper, way better than complaining to your friend about the same thing that you both agree upon. That's called confirmation bias at its extreme limit. Let's complain about the exact same thing. Or, that's why I don't like these hashtags of what's the latest thing, what's the latest trend, what should I believe, what should I do? Okay, am I in this space? Do you like it? Okay, the reason I'm against that is because there's nothing done. Take action, people. So there's two other things. We'll do it later on. Um, let's go. Audio is good. Man, with these live videos back. Well, any questions, let me know. Uh, Friday, we're going to be doing the book review. It's only going to get better. I'm feeling on. I can't wait till we have a guy that's doing things that I don't want to do at work and then bring on someone. I'm already working out the math on how much it is. I can't afford it right now, but I worked it out with my, my coach on the minimal viable minimal viable amount of money I need to earn to have someone come aboard to do the things I don't want to do like showings and paperwork and things like that then when we're both producing which is another agent bring on an assistant and then that person's going to be able to do all the things that I don't want to do in New York City that's expensive you need a pretty high salary for that to be very good and especially at the level we want them to be and then after that there's a guy that we've been working with. I want to bring him on. That'll probably be 2023. That's a videographer style. All right. I think next week what I'll do is I'll, I'll talk about how I actually came up with my business plan. And it goes all the way out till I'm about 70. And one of the things on there is, and I'm bringing it up on my computer, one of the things on there is to have the school of business. Because I, I told my coaches that I need to make enough money to putting my child through private school, private Catholic school, um, because the regular private schools are like 70, 80,000. The private Catholic schools are, I don't know, 25, 26,000. It's still extremely expensive, but at least it's not double. And I just don't want to send them to a public school in New York City because to be honest, I don't know. Not, not really a fan of what's going on in the, uh, the public school system there. So at the age of 70, 2060, that's the farthest that I have my business going out to. That's in 38 years. I think it's in 38 years. I'll be 75 years old and I have a wealth goal. And I also have, here we go. There's three bullet points, 2060. That's in 38 years. I'll be 75 years old. I want my business to be doing $2.5 billion, not in revenue, but in sales. And then we get a percentage of that. So selling houses, 2.5 sold $2.5 billion worth of houses, okay? Have a non-for-profit for homeless and men without fathers. That's a very big, important cause for me. Create 30 millionaires. I think I got that from someone else. And then the Botenston School of Business or BPI School of Business, whatever. doesn't really matter. But essentially, talk about the things that you actually need, like management, like leadership, 
like selling, like marketing, like advertising, like public speaking, like having a vision, creativity, all these things that are not taught in schools. It's crazy. You know, I, I, granted I didn't take full ownership of my life when I was in school, but the things I was learning about was like statistics too. What? I'm not an accountant. I'm going through business management. Why do I need statistics too? I should have had like marketing too or social media too. Instead of statistics too, which I didn't do, uh, is great, but the direction value attainment has gone. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like, listen, I, I don't want the, the, the politics involved in it. Like, obviously, it doesn't really matter. I follow everyone on every spectrum, but I would rather it based on business because he's a good businessman. His book, The Next 12 Moves or The Next Six Moves, I forgot the name of the book, is an excellent book. It's an unbelievable book. I'll actually be featuring it on here. So if you guys have any questions, leave in the comments below. Until next week for the Long Form Podcast on Friday, I'll probably do another quick rant as well on Saturday. And then Friday will be about the book review. Have an amazing day. Leave your comments below. Talk to you soon.